Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here we are, middle of the week. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Packed once again with content. I mean, as we get closer now to the National Football League's training camp dates and to the reporting dates for Steelers and Cowboys, the news is going to start coming rapidly now on teams preparing for the upcoming season. And news is coming out already with some significance to two particular teams. We're going to get to that. We'll talk all about it. By the way, one of these stories now is concerning the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll get to that here at the top. Also, Aaron Rodgers is back in the news. We'll hit on that. Hour two, we're going to have our friend Rick Goslin on. He covers the Dallas Cowboys. Some news coming out of Dallas concerning Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. So let's start with what I just tweeted at Dan Celio's show. As everyone knows, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman, makes calls all the time. He is one of those general managers. And that's why when I tweet out something that a team has contacted another team, you know, sometimes what general managers like to do, they like to find out market value. And they want to see what market price is for particular football players. So that's why the real good GMs will always be in a conversation when it comes to finding out what a market price of a particular player is. This is why it kind of shocked me a little bit that Howie Roseman went out and made the comment along with Doug Peterson and the owner of the Eagles, and they basically devalued Carson Wentz right off the top by saying we're going to have an open competition. Now, were they looking to do that so that they could move that contract? you got to remember something. you got to look at all the tea leaves here when you're talking about potentially moving a player. Okay, follow me here. You know, the Carson Wentz contract, if you looked at it at the end of the last regular season, you would have said this. There's not going to be a lot of teams out there that are going to put up the commodities and the assets that it's going to take, plus going to pay the money that Wentz is making and you just come off the last two years. So what do you do? You kind of undermine yourself a little bit so that you make it conducive to tell people, Hey, there's going to be an open competition. This could go both ways here. The Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores and Chris Greer, the general manager and head coach, came out and said Tua Tagovailoa was our guy. We're invested in our guy. And by the way, they proved that point once they went into the national football draft and they ended up going after and getting Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Okay? So they proved that point, that they were going to put their assets behind this kid and give him a chance to succeed. Okay? So – there's a, there's a philosophy here in how you're doing this. And so how he made it so that people would pick up that contract. He kind of undermined yourself, knowing full well you're going to have restrictions on a pick that potentially you're going to trade with another NFL team like they did with the Colts, that you would have a contingency plan that if he gets that Colts team to the AFC championship game, we're talking about 
a number one draft choice for the Eagles. Okay. So that's strategically done inside your mind and what you're trying to get out of this particular move for a player that you have on your team. These general managers are always looking a year and a half from now down the line because one cap goes up. You don't really know, but you're kind of in the ballpark of where you're going to know where the salary cap is going to go. You're also looking at player evaluation. Is the player living up to his particular contract? You're always looking at where you are in your salary cap because, again, managing the top of your salary cap reflects everything else when it comes to the balance of the cap. That was one of the secret sauces that I always say that Bill Belichick and that New England Patriots dynasty was all about. Never overpaying for players, having great value on players. You get Amendola. You find Julian Edelman. You find all these other guys, and guess what? At the end of the day, it ends up being that you have a cap that you can go into the regular season, and the majority of your roster is lights out, which means you have balance throughout your cap. You don't want to be top-heavy. How many times do you look at the Rams and you go, man, they pay Jalen Ramsey, they pay Aaron Donald, they pay Jared Goff back in the day, and you were going, yeah, but everybody else on that football team, I mean, then you got to start looking at you're not really balanced at the back end of your cap, and you're not really balanced at the back end of your roster. What I mean by is being a cap football team that's cognizant of that and being really balanced in how you go out and evaluate players. I don't want to get too much in the weeds here. So I just tweeted this out. Howie Roseman has contacted the Houston Texans in wanting to know the availability of Deshaun Watson. Now, when I put that out there, does that mean he's going to put all of his assets? I'll give you, I'll give you for instance. The Las Vegas Raiders went after Tom Brady. And they were trying to look at whether or not they were going to bring Tom Brady, and then they were going to think about moving Derek Carr. When they realized that they weren't going to get what they wanted in return for Derek Carr, they decided within a week that they were not going to move Carr. They were going to stick with him. By the way, if you look at Derek Carr's record and you look at his numbers from a year ago, he had a pretty damn good year. Even though that football team didn't have a sensational season, Derek Carr had a nice year last year. They just couldn't get anybody on the ground. Their defense is not very good. And it wasn't really so much what his production was. It was more so the production of the entire unit. Special teams was atrocious. And once again, you know, this has started from a few years ago in Las Vegas. Their secondary stinks, and now it's even bled down into the fact that they can't get people on the ground and they can't pass rush. So Mike Mayock and John Gruden decided to go in the same direction that they were in, and they were going to hold Pat, and they were going to stick with Derek Carr. They did that within a week. Okay. John Lynch, two years ago, was kicking tires on Tom Brady, whether or not to bring him in. And he was like, no, we're going to stick with Garoppolo. Then Garoppolo obviously gets hurt last year, and that's why they went in, and they made a move with the Dolphins to move up to number three to get Trey Lance from North Dakota State, okay? They just can't keep going through another season because eventually those guys are going to get fired, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, because they're putting their eggs all in one basket and the Jimmy Garoppolo basket, that wicker basket breaks all the time. They can't count on him for a regular season. They just can't. If they get that this year, hey amen, cherry on top of the cake. Okay. So... Reaching out for Deshaun Watson. 
Howie wants to know what the market value would be for Deshaun Watson. Now, you have, you have a dilemma here with the kid. Obviously, everybody knows the legal issues that are surrounding that. And now you have another asset and another factor that you've got to play into it. The collateral damage that will happen for any team that makes a play for this player because of the innuendos that are out there that he was trolling on Instagram, the masseuses. You've got to deal with all that public relations stuff. So that plays a factor and the money that the Texans signed him to two years ago. So all of that's playing into this. If you are a good horse trader here, you're going to look at it and go, well, you're not going to command three number ones. The Texans are not getting three number ones for a guy with these issues, whether they've been self-imposed or not. The perception out there is, is that there's legal issues and there's reality to this. Okay. That's collateral damage now. And that's public relations stuff, especially in the woke environment that we live in now. An organization is going to have to take that on now because of the guy's skill set is the only reason we're having a conversation. So how are we reaching out to the Texans? Is there validity to him being able to maybe pull the trigger and make this move to get him? You've got two first rounders coming up and then potentially a third. I don't know. That may move the room a little bit, but I don't think it's going to take three number ones to get him pried away from Houston. And you've got to look on Houston's end. Would you trade for Jalen Hurts? Bring him down to Texas and have him play for the Texans? Guy played in the backyard almost there at Oklahoma. Would that be somebody that they'd be comfortable with? They got Tyrod Taylor in the room. And by the way, Tyrod Taylor is not a bad quarterback. I think he's going to move the chains for them. He's a damn good player. Not quite elite, but he's a good football player, man. I got nothing wrong with him. I actually think he made a Pro Bowl when he was up in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. So you've got to play all of this into it. Now, for the Eagles, a guy like Deshaun Watson would change that entire franchise's makeup overnight. That would make them the favorites to win the NFC East if they landed that kid and put him on that roster going into 2021. They, they would win the East. He would be by – watch this. Dak Prescott, he could be the highest-paid guy in that division. He's not better than Deshaun Watson, and I would make it this way. Deshaun Watson's a top-five quarterback. Dak, watch this. Is he in the top 10? Maybe. But I would say more like 11 and 12, somewhere in there, outside the top 10. That guy's not a game-changing, record-changing type quarterback, and I'm talking Dak. Dak's got to have a lot of things around him for those football players and that football team to win. Hey, when he got hurt in that Giants game, think about it for a minute. I mean, it took a miraculous comeback against the Falcons, or they may have gone into that Giants game over. And then signing him in the offseason, I don't know that made the Cowboys better. It's put stability in the position. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that all of a sudden signing Dak Prescott, the Cowboys are all automatically just a better football team because you're now paying them $42 million a year. That That's not how that was, man. I mean, you know, when you're paying this guy a million dollars a year, he's still doing the same stuff. Look, I, I said this before about Dak. I like the kid. I'm rooting for the kid. I think the guy is the quintessential leader 
and really the great face of the Dallas Cowboys. I think he's done everything perfect since he came out of Mississippi State. And I got to tell you, I am all over him being the face of that Dallas Cowboy franchise. I have no issues with him. And I really like the kid, and I hope he becomes everything he wants and the Cowboys want him to become. But when you're talking about matching up talent against Deshaun Watson, he's not in that conversation. Like, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay? He's not that. Now, would you rather have Dak or Lamar Jackson? I don't know. You know, Lamar's skill set and his style of play kind of frightened me a little bit because he's always that one hit away from getting annihilated. Always kind of an issue with me and a problem for me. So I look at that guy and I say this. I don't know. Now, back to the Eagles. Is this a, on a scale of one to 10, what do you think the chances of the Eagles pulling this off and having him start as a starting quarterback for the Eagles in 2021? I had people already on my um, Twitter page saying, it's a kick in the onion to Jalen Hurts. I think people have to understand something. Stop falling in love with players. Stop falling in love with players. This is about the emblem on the helmet. Who cares what Jalen Hurts' feelings say? Didn't you just go through this with Carson Wentz? Well, Carson's feelings got hurt because they – shut up with that. This is pro football. Feelings hurt? Are you nuts? What does feelings have to do with anything? Feelings has nothing to do with winning. I don't care about Hurts' feelings. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers' feelings. I don't care about Tom Brady's feelings. Win the game. You're being paid big money to be a professional football player. Act like it. Feelings. These guys, these Eagle guys, and some of these guys that are on my Twitter page, man, you know, Jalen, he's got to get every up. Shut up. If you can upgrade your coach, your quarterback, your receivers, your tight end, your play-by-play guy, anybody, you do it. You do it. This is professional sports. This is not professional buddy league. Hey, man, my friend, you know, he's really a great guy, and, you know, I just can't stab my buddy in the back. Stab him in the back? I paid that guy over a couple million dollars a year to play on my football team. I paid him handsomely. Well, give me about that stuff, man. This is not touch football with your buddies in the backyard. This is pro ball. I and the sky don't lie. You're constantly evaluated. You're constantly trying to be, you know, when people draft you and they sign you and they give you the money, always know this. They're looking to replace you the moment they sign you. Because if they can go cheaper and get just as equal talent, they will. Remember I told you about balancing the cap. Look at what they have now. And by the way, think of this for a second for the Eagles. Dude, you know how you can offset some of that money that you're eating on the Wentz deal? Make the Texans pay for some of that salary, which they would have to. Everybody in Philly's missing that. They got $30 million of dead money in that Wentz deal that they're paying the Colts for him to go and try to win a division crown. How do you offset that? 
Make the Texans pay for some of that deal. You're missing it, man. Always in the NFL when you're talking about players. Follow draft picks and cash. That's how you even out your cap. That's how you even it out when you're a general manager like Howie Roseman to your owner going, look what we did. You know, I know we're going to have some public, you know, we're going to have some PR damage that we're going to have to like work on here. But think about this for a second. The Texans are paying half that salary. You know, it offsets what's going on in Indianapolis. And all of a sudden, you know what you get? You get your owner going, oh, and you upgraded the position at the same time. Think of, man, I can't believe people can't connect these dots like you're looking at stars in the sky and you're trying to look at the Big Dipper and, oh, yeah, there's the big put – the, put the stars and dots together, man. That's how GMs think because you got to think money. Why do you think Howie Roseman controls the roster every Thursday and he hands it to his head coach? He's constantly looking at player incentives. He's constantly looking at, hey, how many more years does this guy have on his contract? This guy's been here three years. I'm moving on from him. We're not going to activate him the last three games of the season because you know why? I'm not paying him a 75% bonus for playing in all the games. I'm not doing that because he's not going to be part of our future. That's why you see deactivations at the end of the year where you question and you scratch your head and go, why did that guy get deactivated? Because the GM and the owner doesn't want to pay the 75% player incentive. Or maybe that the team ends up in the top 10 and you've got to play amount of percentages. People don't understand that. Offensive linemen are tied in to how well the offense plays. What, do you think because if they don't give up any sacks, that's what they're paid on? No. They're paid on ranking, the quarterback's play, if you get to a postseason, percentage of plays. That's how you pay old linemen incentives. How the hell else do you think you pay them? You guys don't throw the ball or catch the ball? This is all wrapped around what the quarterback does and what the offense does. Same on the defensive side of the football. Finishing the top five in defense, you get a player incentive. If you're in the top five in sacks, you get more. That's why players don't come out of games and blowouts. Plus or minus, you're winning a game or losing a game. So Howie Roseman reaching out to the Texans, he's just testing the waters. But how many other people do you think have reached out to the Houston Texans in this whole debacle that's going on in Houston with Deshaun Watson and these masseuse cases? I'd say 20 teams have reached out. You don't think the Broncos in Carolina – and maybe even New Orleans haven't reached out to the Texans and asked what's going on. And get this, if you're the Texans, prior to this story breaking and all of these women coming forward, the Texans were like this, pump the brakes. We're not picking up any call. Get this, I found out teams were leaving messages for the front office on Deshaun Watson's availability. They started leaving messages on the GM's voicemails. He's like, they weren't picking it up. Now, with what you have here in the court of public opinion, the Texans have to figure this out. Are we better off without Deshaun on our football team and in our community? How is that going to be received if we put him back on our roster with all these cases that are out there? Do you look at it as a clean slate if you move on? It surely gives you a hall pass, doesn't it? Because you can always go into the community, public relations. Like, like I told you, 
any team that signs this kid, you've got damage control. But if you're the Texans, you wouldn't begrudge them if they moved on from him, right? Because of this. It's a conservative family. The McNair family is very conservative. Bob just passed away. Okay. Cal runs the team. You know, they don't like a lot of noise. They don't really like, personally, I don't really think that they like the salary that they're also paying Deshaun Watson. That's why they're starting to pick the phone up. Does it make sense that it's the Eagles? I don't know. Okay? I just know that it looks like, again, you're looking at a position here where this football team has to do what's in the best interest. And to see that the Eagles have reached out to the Texans, they're just one of 20 teams that are trying to figure this whole thing out. All right, let's move on. I want to hit on Aaron Rodgers a little bit here, and Adam Schefter said something today that just makes me – you know, again, I, I, I want to know if we're coming from a place of an opinion or if we're coming from a place that there's actual facts around this story. Because I'm not sure here. Because when I hear Adam Schefter, see, I thought Adam Schefter gave us like trade conversations, but not opinions. And all of a sudden now he's become an opinion guy. All right. I want to hit on that. We'll do that after the timeout. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. So Aaron Rodgers is back in the news, I think. You know, nowadays when we're watching sports media, we're watching, I like to call it lamestream media. You get the CNN factor slash ESPN factor. Do you know how to make a story up? Let me show you. Sources say, unnamed sources, that's become something that's now being prevalent when it comes to the mainstream media people that cover the news. It's now influenced the sports coverage. And how you can make an opinion seem like a news story is all you have to say is this. Sources are saying, and there's no accountability. How are you going to check your sources? How are you going to check whether or not that guy's lying or not? You know, it's funny. When I first started in sports broadcasting and sports radio, I used to say some of the most outlandish things possible. And some would make it sound like, well, Dan, that's not fact. That's just an opinion. I know. Because I've told people numerous times, I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I'm a sports broadcaster. There's a difference. I've never pretended to be a journalist. I don't want to be a journalist. Journalists are professional liars. They're like politicians. They're professional liars. I am a guy who has an opinion. And I'm going to put an opinion out there. I'm not going to hide it behind unnamed sources. So Adam Schefter said this. You know, there's sources telling me that Aaron Rodgers just does not want to play for the Green Bay Packers. That's clickbait. Where are you getting that from? Where are you getting that from? Now, could Aaron Rodgers be upset that Green Bay doesn't have conversations with him constantly about the direction of the organization? Okay. But at the end of the day, let's all put this in proper context here. Okay, do you really owe anything to the quarterback to tell them the direction of your football team? You are a paid employee. And the Green Bay Packers are the management. You're the player. And they have not deviated off of that business plan in any way, shape, or form. They have not deviated off that. And they're not going to. They didn't do it for Favre, and they're surely not going to do it for 
Aaron Rodgers, especially Aaron Rodgers, because it sets a precedent that Green Bay doesn't want to have to start to deal with. Now, I've said this in the past before, and I'll say it again to you. I think Green Bay has, without a question, had to have come to conversations and come to Jesus conversations with their organization and how they're doing business, and maybe they have to evolve. That's one thing that Green Bay hasn't done a very good job of over the last 30 years is evolving as an organization. As I've said to you before, you've got three Super Bowl appearances and you've got two wins with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Some would say you've underachieved in that building. And that's more on you and how you operate. So I I don't know if Adam Schefter is telling the truth if he's throwing an opinion in the room, he's really not breaking any news. But yet, because he works at ESPN, you know, I mean, you know, we've been talking about this Stephen A. Smith story. Look what happened to that Stephen A. Smith story. It just went away. If that was anybody else, that story would have been a major topic throughout the entire week. It just went away. Nobody's holding Stephen A. accountable to that comment. Nobody at all. Okay, again, like I told you, when, when you say something like that, it's one or two days of damage for that particular host or broadcaster, and then they're just going to move on. Somebody that's conservative and not a liberal, you're going to have to pay through the teeth for something like that if you say anything about an Asian player in Major League Baseball. So when you're working at that network, ESPN, nobody's holding you accountable if you say something. Look at what Adrian Wojnarowski said. You know who Tom Cotton is? senator and he sent him an email and basically wrote in there in that email he told the senator to go f himself nobody said anything in the lamestream media nobody cares if, if that's some sort of conservative he's going to be held, his feet's going to be held to the fire my point is is that people today on certain news outlets can say whatever they want and there's going to be no accountability. And ESPN, in my opinion, is the prime example of that. They have now turned into CNN. Do you really believe anything that comes out of ESPN now when it comes to covering the Aaron Rodgers story, especially after what we heard and we saw Adam Schefter do on draft night? He's doing the same crap again. It's all about being relevant. I don't believe a thing that comes out of that network. Not a thing. I'm going to wait for our sources or Aaron Rodgers himself. Like, I, I, I flat out tell you this. I, I, I refuse to watch CNN. And now, unless it's like sports that ESPN is airing, I, I put the volume down. I don't want to hear their commentary. I don't like their commentary. I really don't like their host. I think they do a poor job at presenting stories. Are they entertaining? I'm not even sure. Are you entertained by anybody on that network anymore? I'm not seeing it, man. All right. I do want to hit on something that happened last night. I don't know if you watched the ASG, the All-Star game last night. I had a great time watching that thing. I really enjoyed it. You know, I I love the fact that they had Billy Aaron out, Henry Aaron's wife. And they were talking about, you know, the legacy of Hank Aaron. Think about it for a second. After the stuff that we've just gone through with 
Stephen A. Smith and talking that an Asian player cannot be the face of baseball. I thought it was presented so well last night. You know, they, they showed clips of Henry Aaron. Got to remember something about Hank Aaron. Here's a man that faced constant racism in this country. He lived in the shadows of Mickey Mantle, and he lived in the shadows of Willie Mays, Roberto Clemente, all the great players of the 60s. And Hank just went about his business. Think about what and where he played. He played in Atlanta, deep in the South. Remember, he started his career in Milwaukee. Then the Braves moved to Atlanta. He's from Mobile. And he's in the South, one of the most racist parts of this country. Baseball put such a great Memorial for him last night as they were presenting the All-Star game. And then that led to Shohei Otani. Otani throwing 97 miles an hour. He leads off as the DH for the American League at Coors Field. I don't know what can, couldn't have been any more American than what I watched last night watching Shohei Otani represent Major League Baseball in the face of baseball. That was a great moment. You see, you got to remember something about baseball. Blacks, whites, Dominicans, Japanese, Chinese, people from all over the world represent that Major League Baseball league. Baseball's gotten away from that a little bit and tried to be a political party. Moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta was a dumbass move, especially in light of Hank's passing. It just would have been such a great backdrop. You're in Atlanta. You moved a game out of Atlanta. Hank dies earlier in the year. Would have been a perfect backdrop. But then you had to have some politics involved in it. Stay out of that, man. It hurts your game. Nobody tuned in last night to hear anybody's politics. I was glad the Fox guys didn't bring any politics in, say anything about the game being moved. I thought it was a brilliant stroke by the Fox guys. You know what I give Fox a lot of credit for, too? Fox is doing something else that's pretty smart. They're not having any of that stuff going and infiltrating into the National Football League. They're not doing any of that stuff. And you don't see any of the protesting conversations any longer at all. I thought last night having Shohei Otani, he was smiling like Magic Johnson. By the way, how many times have you ever heard Mike Trout do an interview? Do you even know who Mike Trout is? Mike Trout's a guy that's on that same team with Shohei Otani, supposedly the best player in the game. <laughs> Mike Trout has been dead in Los Angeles with that Angels franchise. But there's this kid smiling. Man, I'll tell you, he has me as a fan. I really enjoyed watching him. I thought that was a lot of fun watching Shohei Otani last night. And kudos to Major League Baseball and Fox. I thought they put on a great show last night. The gear sucked, but I thought it was a pretty good show last night. So let's move on from there. You know, you, you, you had a lot of stories in this offseason here. And one of the main stories outside of the Aaron Rodgers stories and the Deshaun Watson story was the Russell Wilson saga that was going on in Seattle. Well, end of the day here, here was a comment that was made at the facility yesterday in Seattle when asked the question, how do you feel about going into training camp? And let me, let me read the quote. 
We have entirely what we need. And we have everything that we want right now. Far cry from the conversations that were coming out of Russell Wilson's camp just a few months ago where he was making reference to, hey, I'm the most hit guy in the league since I came into the league nine years ago. We really haven't put an offensive game plan together that's conducive to my skill set. Here's a couple teams that potentially, if you'd like to kick the can down the road to see if you potentially want to make a deal to get me out of Seattle, all of a sudden now, Russell Wilson is saying we have everything we need right here to be a success. Oh, how it's turned. What has happened? Russell Wilson, unlike Aaron Rodgers, has done the most important thing. You know what he said? Russell went like this. Here's my grievances. Let's have a conversation. Let's resolve them. And let's move on. That's exactly how you do a business deal. By the way, he also said in that same conversation that he had was that his relationship with Pete Carroll has never been better. Sometimes when you have a dilemma or sometimes when you have an issue with someone, remember what I told you about conversations and communication? You have to have two people in the room for you to be able to be able to communicate with one another so that you can move forward. If you can't communicate, you're never going to move the chains forward. You're never going to get better. This is why Green Bay has not fulfilled their destiny with Favre and Rodgers. They get to a point, and then when they have to have conversation with one another to try to make the team better or the organization better, what do they do? They plant their flags in the sand, and then they have this arm wrestling contest. That's not how you win. That becomes more of an ego issue. It becomes more of a problem that you have with where we need to go. Who gets the credit? See, the Packers like the credit. They, they want their piece of the pie for getting Rodgers and Favre. Remember, Ron Wolf made the trade to get Favre in the building. Murphy was the guy in them who went out and traded and ended up picking Aaron Rodgers. So all these guys have to have their place in the sand here a little bit. But this just shows you when it comes to communicating. They're communicating in Seattle, and they're not communicating in Green Bay. How many times do you see this with teams running into one another between the player and the, and the organization? If you're just willing to listen. Hey, I, I, I make this point to you with the 49ers. The 49ers have been very open with Jimmy Garoppolo. Very open. Hey, we're going to take a quarterback. We're going to go down this line here. This is the position we're taking. And they've been open with him. So Garoppolo feels, okay, well, they're telling me. This is nothing I don't know. There's nothing sneaky that's going to come up behind me where I feel these guys are stabbing me in the back here publicly and making me look like a fool. That's another thing. The 49ers are not making him look like a fool Garoppolo in public. 
I know some people would say, dude, they were looking at they were looking at Brady, they were looking at Matthew Stafford, but they were telling Matt, they were telling, they were telling Garoppolo, we're doing this. They were telling Jimmy G what's going on. Look, dude, it's nothing personal. It's more so to the point that we just can't trust your health. And I think even Garoppolo understands that, especially when you throw the number out, dude, you've missed 53% of your football games. Okay. Where are we going here? You've missed all this time. I mean, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not in our best interest to keep putting these rosters together. And then the main guy on our football team every single year is banged up and we can't move forward and we finished six and 10 now with the extra game, we can't be seven and 10 here knowing that we have a Super Bowl roster and our quarterback is constantly being banged up. You can't do that. But in Green Bay, they're not being open like that. So that to me is where you look at the whole problem that's going on. And, and, and look, I would say this to you too. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, pouting and stuff like this. If I was Green Bay, whatever, dude. Do I want you back? Yeah. But you notice what Green Bay's doing? They're not begging the guy. Green Bay's not going to beg the guy. They've already made it very clear. They want him back. They want him to be the quarterback. They're expecting him at training camp. He didn't opt out on July 2nd. I don't know, man. I mean, you're sitting here on July 14th, and we're debating because Adam Schefter threw something out that wasn't really news. It was just reiterating what has been going on. I don't know, man. I mean, I look at the whole scenario here, and I'm saying, what are we talking about with Rodgers every day? It seems like we're going in the same circle, and everybody's putting a different spin on it, but yet nothing has changed. Has the story changed in any way? Where, where did Aaron Rodgers come out saying that he wasn't happy? I saw him at that golf outing up in Lake Tahoe over the weekend. I didn't get a sense that he was upset with anything. I saw him do the challenge. I mean, he said, look, no, man, not upset with anybody here, you know? You know, we just got to figure things out here a little bit, and we have to have maybe a conversation. And for me, Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the day, I was like this. I haven't learned anything. And now today you have Chef, Adam Schefter coming out going, he just does not want to play. Well, where did you get that from? Because you could say that on the 14th of July, but on the 28th of July when training camp starts, that's a different conversation. That's when I'm going to really – that's when we'll know. We got 14 days until we know what's going to happen inside that building. All right. I want to take a time out here. There is a college football conference that may be stepping over their bounds here. I'll explain. We'll do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions the dark the dark but i once heard someone say but as i always say it's okay to be afraid as long as you face the fear and keep moving forward wherever you are in life count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years independence blue cross 
Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Hour two, we're going to talk to our friend Rick Goslin. From the Talk of Fame Network, we'll get his comments on the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to open up their training camp in six days. Cowboys will be the first team up to the plate when it comes to getting ready for the 2021 season. So we'll talk to our friend Rick Goslin and we'll get his comments. Okay, before I get into where college football is going to be going a little bit this coming year, and listen, I'm not one of these hosts that sits around and bangs on vaccinations. I'm just not. However, and I know some of you could give a rat's ass about it. It will be a storyline. You know how the kneeling was a storyline a couple years ago? And maybe more so than anything, it was more of a political commentary that was going on with the Kaepernick kneeling, right? It was more political what side of the aisle you were on. Then it became race, and it was so dumb. I mean, honestly... That Colin Kaepernick story is one of the stupidest stories in the history of the league. No, 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 wait. The, the, the Deflategate was 
clearly the stupidest. Pressurized footballs. I spent more time as a sports broadcaster talking about PSI counts in footballs, and I was throwing up on myself. PSIs? Like that had any issue when it came to the Patriot success. You know what's funny? You know, just to go back to those two scandals that supposedly the media overblown, and I think they did. You could call the Patriots anything you want. Bella cheat, they cheated, whatever. Tell you this, that Spygate had nothing to do with winning. They ended up winning, what, three more Super Bowls after that? So obviously that wasn't an issue. Brady ends up winning another Super Bowl after the whole Deflategate thing. I mean, really? Is there anything else you'd like to come up with? Pressurize footballs and videotaping another team's practice. Or no, sidelines. That's what it is. That's the latest one with the Bengals. The Bengals of all teams. Think about that for a minute. Why in the world would the <laughs> why in the world would the Patriots want to videotape the Browns or the Bengals? <laughs> I, 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 it used to crack me up. Because you get guys at ESPN because ESPN hates the Patriots. And why is that? Well, because the owner likes Trump. Remember something. You know what the hatred is for, for the Patriots? It's twofold. It's Boston and it's Donald Trump. Because Bob Kraft and him are boys and so is Brady. You know, Brady never got a lot of the heat for having that MAGA hat in his locker, did he? You know why? Because Tom gives so limited interviews with people. You don't ever really get a chance to debate his comments or him being asked. As a matter of fact, he's friends with Donald Trump. I don't think Brady went to the last Patriot Super Bowl uh, a victory celebration at the White House when Trump was in the White House. I, don't, I think he thought it was going to be a distraction. He didn't even show up. And he's friends with Trump. And didn't even, I mean, right? Okay. So, I mean, never got the heat for that. They hated the Patriots. Yeah, all them stupid, dumb. The, uh, Tom Brady's on the beach in Italy, and they still go three and one. <laughs> He's an MVP, and they win the Super Bowl. How funny, man. Had no bearing on anything, ever. You know where he got all that stuff from? Jimmy Johnson used to do that stuff. Do, do you know what Al Davis used to do? Al Davis used to go into, get this, do you know the team's hotels when they come into a particular city? Al used to send in people, or he used to like have a conversation with the people that cleaned the rooms. And if they left any guys would leave sometimes playbooks behind, or they would leave like a play sheet behind. And when they left the when they left the hotel, Al's guys would go in there and they would sweep the place to see if they had left any intel on what they were going to do for a particular game. Is that cheating or is that gamesmanship? People used to accuse the Patriots of bugging Gillette Stadium. And there, if you ever notice, and this is classic, and I don't know, man, but how many times did those, those headsets on the sidelines go out? That's why they implemented that rule. When, heads, when headphones and headsets go out on the sidelines – you shut off the other teams because the Patriots were notorious and they got that from the Raiders. The Raiders back in the day used to give you the crappiest headphone reception. 
and you ne- know it was being said between the defense and offensive coaches upstairs, and they never and that was something that the Raiders did. That's like all gamesmanship to me. And so, yeah. Anyway, that's that that part of the whole story there. All right. So, Bob Bowlesby, I don't know who you know who he is. Bob Bowlesby is the commissioner of the Big 12. And they're having their conference um, coaches and media uh, reception this week for the Big 12. Oklahoma, Texas, all those teams. Kansas, Oklahoma State. And the commissioner has come out and he's basically saying, we are really going to make a drive to make sure that each and every single one of our athletes are vaccinated. Now, I don't know how you come down on that side publicly making that a priority that you want the athletes in your conference vaccinated. That is not a commissioner's responsibility. That is not an employer's responsibility. That is not your school's responsibility. That comes down to individual choice. You have no right. Here again, the NCAA has always flown under the banner that they have judge, jury, and executioner type mentality over the athlete. And that has always been there since the beginning of time that they can dictate and predicate the procedures and rules that are implemented when it comes to controlling the players. You don't have that any longer. The Supreme Court and that decision has shown you every single decision now that is coming out of these conferences and coming out of these places like the NCAA can be challenged in court. If I was a member of the Oklahoma Sooners or the Texas Longhorns and somebody came to me and said, and by the way, I'm not being anti-vaccination here. I'm being anti-you telling me what to do. You have no right in any way to tell players what they can and can't do. And one, it's not legal. You're not supposed to be involved in any American's health issues or health records. It's against the law. To sit here and start isolating players, that's against the law. You can't be... When you isolate people like that, you're going to know that one's not vaccinated and one is vaccinated. That's against the law because what you're doing is the public view will know which one's medical issues when it comes to your vaccination versus another one. Again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, and I'm not going to go down the vaccination conversation here. I'm just telling you, you have no right to do this. You have no right. Now watch this. And you know what the Johnny Do-Gooders and Snowflakes say? Why wouldn't you, man? It's the best interest for it. That's you talking. That's your opinion. That's not some other family's opinion. Did you see now that they're going to put a new tag on the Johnson & Johnson vaccination that certain people do come down with some type of uh, conditions? Because of the vaccination shots, they're going to put like an asterisk on it 
and they're going to put like a they're going to they're, they're going to put a byline on this thing here where it basically says, "Hey, some may see adverse results here from this shot." It's public. And by the way, I took that off Twitter. And then I looked it up on the CDC. It's true. So if you have that going on, and, and, and get this, you know this, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all these people, if they're publishing that, it's fact because you know why? They're very careful of what people are saying when it comes to that stuff. Again, I'm just taking it off social media. And then I'm taking it off the CDC. I'm not giving you crazy-ass, wild-ass opinions here. Some of these, like Johnson & Johnson's vaccination has adverse results to some people. And they're going to put a little sticker on it. Well, that could make some family pause. And again, my issue, it's funny. You know, when I was talking about, you know, I was talking to Krause the other day about Stephen A. Smith's comments and what he said. I, I, I'm not so sure that I have any issue. I have issues with if somebody says one thing and somebody is as critical as something else, that we look at them differently. One's a racist, one's not a racist. And, and in something like this, hey, if one person doesn't want to do it, you have no right to say that. You know, everyone being vaccinated in a country, maybe some people don't want to. Maybe they don't trust the government. Maybe they don't trust and they want to see how the whole vaccination thing works out. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Because you know why? I respect people's opinions. Again, the whole vaccination conversation, you're right. You know how many people care about it? Two out of 10. But unfortunately, it'll be a story. The same way the dumbass Colin Kaepernick story was a, was a, was a topic. God, I hate that story. I hated that story from day one. When it came to which guy, and by the way, you know what was crazy about that whole thing? You know what I was telling everyone about the Kaepernick story? The NFL really wanted that guy in the game. Somebody would have given him a job. Do you know no one even offered him a job since he kneeled? Even last summer when that whole Drew Brees story blew up, you want to know something? Nobody cared. All right. We'll take a timeout. I want to hit on the AFC-NFC. We'll do it all next. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything 
or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Hey, man, I know we're having some issues with the Internet here, so we're going to work on the connection. We so apologize for it. We will catch you tomorrow going 4 to 6 right here on the Jacob Media Channel with the National Football Show. Have yourself a spectacular day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.